top of that, and this applies to both pillars of the business, we're transforming the teleport into a green energy facility. Hey, Space Watchers. This is Space Cafe Radio, your channel about trends, great people and awesome conferences. And I'm Torsten, publisher of Spacewatch.global. During the IBC 2022, the International Broadcast Convention in Amsterdam, I talked to Nigel Gibson, the Chief Commercial Officer of Loic Teleport, to learn more about the facility and their ambitious plans for the future. Enjoy our conversation. I'm sitting together here with uh, Nigel Gibson, the Chief Commercial Officer of Loic Teleport, formerly known as Singlehorn. Tell us about this rebranding. What happened? Why didn't you like Singlehorn? That's a good question, Torsten. The Singlehorn brand has been around about for about 10 years or so, but the company has been around for over 50 years. The Signalhorn brand, the Signalhorn hasn't performed particularly well over recent years. And as a result of that, there was a change in ownership of the company. The company is now owned by an investment firm called Metric Capital. Metric Capital decided to rationalize the company's operations to take advantage of our flagship teleport in Loic, which is in Switzerland, for those of you that don't know. And it became very increasingly apparent to us, the management of the company, that it's all about Loic. Our customers are most interested in the facilities and the infrastructure that we have at our Loic teleport. And as we closed our operations in Germany, we still got a few people there. As we closed our teleport there, it just made great sense for us to signal that there was a change in direction in the company. And by changing our name to Loic, we found that's a good way of doing it. So there's sort of, I suppose there's three parts to the answer. A, a change in direction. B, the fact that it's all about our teleport at Loic. And C, you know, we've got a bunch of new people who've joined the company who are there to help grow the business. Oh, and finally, I should say, it's our 50th anniversary. So there's a number of reasons why now is a good time to change our brand. It hurts me quite heavily to hear that you closed the operation in Germany as an ex-Suttling Sky, what then became Singlehorn. So is it only in Loic? And maybe you can tell me more about the new strategy, the direction you are going. So just to hit that point that you mentioned, yeah, it was sad for us to close our teleport in Backnang, but there was a good economic reason for that. And I'm happy to be very open about it. We didn't own that teleport in Backnang. We rented that where we wholly owned our facility in Loic. And so economically, it didn't make sense for us to continue to operate two teleports, one of which we didn't own. And wholly owning one teleport without bearing the cost of another means that we can be more competitive in the rates that we provide to our customers. So I think from our perspective, from a financial perspective, it puts us in good shape for the future. In terms of what our strategy is going forward, there's two distinct pillars. One is to continue to build our satellite services business hosted from our Loic teleport. And secondly, at our Loic facility, it's not just a teleport. We have a thousand rack plus data center. And so we are building a data center business out of Loic as well. So to recap, two distinct pillars for the business, the satellite services business and the data center business. On top of that, and this applies to both pillars of the business, We're transforming the teleport into a green energy facility, and that will be using our current provision of hydropower that we receive. Plus, we're installing a lot of solar power capability into the teleport. So on the roof of the buildings, on some of the spare land we've got, and we've got plenty of land, and also on two of the 32-meter antennas, C-band antennas that we have as well. 
So by the end of this Th- year... 32 meter antennas. 32 meter antennas. I'll have to send you a picture, Torsten, and you can add that to this piece. So I think we're the first company ever to convert an old, in this day and age, 32 meter C-band antenna to become a unit that provides solar power. So we should derive many kilowatts to keep from that piece of equipment. So by the end of this year, we hope to be a 100% green powered teleport. And I think that's helpful for a number of reasons. A, of course, just for the planet. But secondly, it helps some of our customers achieve some of their environmental objectives as well. And it means that we will be able to be competitive from an energy perspective, which is also good for everybody. So our strategy is to become green energy focused, build our data center business, and we're in a very good strategic location for data center. We've got really great connectivity that we're increasing and build our satellite services business. So Loic is a place in Switzerland and it's the name of the company now. Yes. And it is a Swiss company. So you're operating by Swiss law because when you talk about data center, so that makes a major difference. Yeah, we're a Swiss registered company. Loic is about two and a half hours east of Geneva, either by train or by car. And it's the most stunning location. If there was some beauty contest for the best teleport and best looking data center and teleport facility, I'm sure we would be right up there in terms of views and landscape and the like. Tell me more about the teleport itself. So how much can you see from there? What is the horizon you can scan? What kind of services are you providing? I'm absolutely keen to hear more about the green energy transformation. We have a large satellite antenna infrastructure. We've got a huge arc. Right now, we have over 55 active antennas, plus others that we host for other organizations. So there's not really a lot we can't do from Loic, given our antenna infrastructure. And all of that, hopefully, will be powered by green energy in the future as well. Is it primarily geo business you are on, or is it also transforming to the next generation? So Mio, 3B and others, and then, of course, the entire Leo stuff, or is that something you don't touch? That's a very good question, Torsten. So NGSO is an absolutely core part of our technology roadmap. Most of our customers today on Geo. And just to give you some background of the profile of the businesses we serve, the markets we serve, we're very strong in the kind of mission critical government enterprise type market. And that's reflective of the highly secure nature of the Loic facility. We also serve the maritime community as well. This year, this summer, we've had 80 super yachts under contract. And again, you know, they want a very high level of service, which we can provide from Loic. And our expectation is that all of those customers in time will want to enjoy the benefits of NGSO services, be they Leo or Empower or whatever. And coupled with that, you know, we're also thinking heavily about what digital flat panel antenna and technology we can provide our customers with as well. We're thinking very hard right now about that technology roadmap, which options will be best for which customers. We're in active discussions with the main providers and yeah, really looking forward to that next phase of providing competitive service to our customers. And certainly, as I said, a lot of those customers who in those mission critical applications, having a range of both geo and NGSO is going to be really key to them. Very interesting. Are you also supporting deep space missions or is that complete out of scope because you're focusing really on the commercial operators? Deep space so far is primarily institutionals. We don't focus on deep space, to be candid, as much as I think many of my engineering colleagues would very much like to because they have a very, very strong interest in the sector. But we're more focused on providing a high level of services to commercial and government customers. You said you're repurposing the antennas into solar farms, solar energy provider. 
How can I imagine? Is that, are these still antennas or are you using just the shape? What is it? It sounds absolutely amazing. This is where audio has its challenges. So I'll do my best to describe what this looks like. So if we can think of a large 32-meter C-band antenna that's steerable, we're covering the whole of that antenna, the surface area, with solar panels. And we will track the sun as we steer the antenna to optimize the performance of the solar panels. And by doing so, we'll generate electricity. So we have four 32-meter antenna at Loic, two of which we'll convert right now, maybe more, but at the moment, two of which we will convert to solar power. And all of that is, you know, this is how we're looking to see if we can make best use of our infrastructure, be it through data center, be it through energy, be it through satellite services. So please, if anyone, any of your listeners would be interested to come and see what's going on, I'm sure we can find an opportunity. Sounds very good. But to be clear, these two converted antennas are not operating as antennas anymore. They are just harvesting the sun. Exactly right. Okay, Good. You talked about the security aspect, and it's important for your clients. Can you talk more about it? What you have implemented? What is there? What will be there in the future? For what kind of clients are you going? Well, I will say, it, right now, it's a highly secure facility with everything that you might expect from such a teleport. And we provide services today to government customers who equally expect a very high level of service and security. And of course, we will be taking advantage of that capability as we deal with customers in the future, be they government institutions or whatever, or GSO operators who want to site their gateways at our site because we have spare space that we can take advantage of. So I can't go into too much detail about the nature of the security, but please rest assured, it is a very resilient environment and it's super well engineered. I mean, this was built by Swiss engineers in the 1980s with, let's say, a very generous budget. And as a result of that, the level of redundancy and resilience at the facility is is absolutely second to none. And I'm touching some wood here, Torsten, but we um, have a very, very high level of availability. What is the history of this teleport? Because for me, I'm honest, I heard in the press release from it the first time. I mean, it must be there for obviously 50 years. 50 years yeah. Yeah. What is the heritage of this teleport? So the teleport was built by the Swiss government 50 years ago in 1972. That's when building started. And it's been owned by different entities over a period of time including Swisscom, Veristar, Satlink, GE. And now that us, the new owners, Lloyd Teleport Data Center. You know, it's had a change of hands, but it's always been there. And I think probably one of the things that the company hasn't done of late is effectively market its capability to the satellite services community and more widely. And that's what our job is right now. And, you know, that's why I'm talking to you, because we want to make sure that potential users are familiar with the facility's capability and what it can offer. It's pretty unique. But like I say, seeing is believing. If you're a customer with a genuine inquiry, we'd love to show you around the facility. Thank you very much for your time. Thanks, Torsten. And if you want to stay on the pulse of the space industry, please visit our website at www.spacewatch.global and subscribe to our newsletters. And of course, don't forget to become a Space Watcher. I'm Torsten Greening, publisher at spacewatch.global, your independent perspective on space.